0: her uh, Speaker Series. You know, I think by this point, uh, we all know that in order to get speakers like we've gotten for the last two weeks and the speakers that we've got today and this week and next week, it takes a lot of people rowing the boat in the right direction. Um, and frankly, there there are a lot of, whether we're talking about mastermind groups or chairman circle groups, frankly, there's too, probably too many for me to actually thank here. But there have been a few that have really done some exceptional work and I want to make sure I give a special shout out to them before we introduce today's speakers. Uh, notably, obviously my team, the Coldwell Banker Distinctive Properties uh, and Canyonside Properties in Idaho, Montana, and Colorado. Uh, Peter Mendiola, of course, of Coldwell Banker West in San Diego. Chuck Whitehead from CB Associated Brokers, also in Southern California. Mike Carter, with Coldwell Banker Legacy in New Mexico and Texas, Sean Blankenship from Coldwell Banker, Collins Murray in Tennessee, Uh, Mike Pradell with Coldwell Banker, the real estate group, and they're everywhere, Indiana, Wisconsin, uh, you name it. Uh, And then of course, Rick Gregory of CB Advantage. Thank you gentlemen, very, very much. Uh, Your support and your hard work has been amazing and uh, frankly has made all this stuff possible. A couple of business items here. Uh, We have two different options here. Uh, Number one, you're gonna be on Zoom. Some of you are watching this on Facebook Live. Um, If you're on Facebook Live, you will simply put your questions and your comments um, in the comments section on Facebook. If you are on um, Zoom, uh, please put your comments in the chat box and your questions in the Q&A area. Peter will be monitoring the questions and bring those to both David and, and Steve as as we come. So uh, with that, um, if, if for some reason, folks, if we don't get to all of the questions, for whatever reason, we will get to them after the fact. Just, just rest assured whether or not David or, or, or Steve will, will make sure that we get the questions to them and, and get the answers. So uh, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and make some introductions. Uh, frankly, I don't really think I need to give any introductions. Um, this is Keeping Current Matters. If you don't know who these guys are, uh, either you're not in the real estate business or you've been living under a rock. But I am going to simply give the, the, the obligatory, uh, David's been in the real estate industry for 20 years plus. He's the vice president of content curation. Uh, he's, he's served in a bunch of different capacities within the real estate industry. Uh, we obviously know Steve. Uh, Steve has served in a bunch of different capacities as well for more than 25 years He is the co-founder of Keeping Current Matters. He is the oracle as we know him today uh, when it comes to real estate economics. Uh, But but I think I wanted to really tell just a quick little story because while these guys are as smart as they come, that's not why they're here. Uh, That's not why we're here to listen to them. These guys have a passion and a heart for what they do. And and, and I think this little story, if you'll bear with me, will explain to you just to what lengths these gentlemen are willing to go to make sure that they help real estate, the industry as a whole, explain what's going on um, economically. A couple of years ago, each year we, like many of the companies represented here, do a leadership summit. I had made a phone call and asked, hey, Steve, would you mind, you know, just, you know, call in or maybe a video in. And, And between David and Steve, I got a phone call back saying, hey, listen, we would love to present at your leadership summit, but we're going to go 10 hours out of our way so that we can meet face-to-face with your people because it's that important to their mission. That's the kind of heart that we're talking about. So with that, please welcome Steve Harney, David Childers, Keeping Current Matters. Thanks guys.
1: Thank you very, very much, Todd, and thank you everyone that's on the call. Peter, thanks for getting us online. I appreciate that a lot. I was get a little nervous there, so I appreciate everyone's patience on that part of it. And, and David, I'm glad that we had plan B just in case everything wasn't going to work out. We'd make it an audio. So I, I love the fact that everyone jumped in here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start this off by saying uh, I don't want you thinking I'm being dismissive about the health crisis we have in the country right now. I want everyone to know, if you haven't been able to tell from my accent, that I grew up in New York City I still have friends and family there. One of my good friend's mom died of the coronavirus about two weeks ago, and one of the KCM uh, crew, their mother is currently up in New York fighting the disease. So we're very, very personally involved with a lot of people that are are feeling the pain of that pandemic. So I don't want you thinking we're dismissing that. However, I also know that in all probability, there is no one on this call that's gonna come up with the vaccine or even the treatment so what I wanna really concentrate on is controlling the things that are within our control because there are really two different crises in the country right now. One being the health crisis, the other one being an economic crisis. Because the country shut down in order to help along with the, the health crisis, the economy is you know really rocking right now, rattling right now. And it's our responsibility, our professional responsibility as realtors to help bring that economy back. And I will say more than that, I believe it's our moral obligation to do that. The last thing any of these families need after coming through something that um, was devastating to them is to have a second challenge in their life from a financial standpoint. In order to drive this economy back, this is what I know. Housing has to come back, both new construction and resale. And I know the people on this call are the best team of agents across the country to enable us to do that. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do two things. We're going to tell you the truth, exactly what's happening as we see it, and as the studies and the research we've done have taught us, and we're going to trust your intelligence. And I think that you should do the same with your clients. You want to make sure you're telling them the truth and trust their intelligence, and When you see this, I think you're going to see that the truth isn't as bad as what the newspapers are saying. The truth isn't as bad as what the headlines are saying. But let's get started, David. Right now, what we want to do today is answer five questions that I think that uh, you're faced with every single day. So David's going to bring up the presentation, all right, the biggest questions in the real estate market right now, okay, today. Question number one of those five questions, pretty simply, is... When is the economy going to come back? When is it going to recover? Question number two, are we going into a recession? Are we already in one? Question number three, is this going to be 2008 all over again? And question number four, what about all those job losses? We're going to cover all four of these questions. These are questions your consumers are asking you right now, and we want to be on top of those questions. All right, And we want you to be able to be on top of those questions too to feel comfortable when your consumer does ask that, whether it be a buyer or a seller, that you have the answers because they're looking to you for the answers. Understand when we're talking about financing, ladies and gentlemen, and this is crucially important, we are, we are financial advisors to them. To the vast majority of the clients we serve, their house is the largest financial investment they've made. It's the largest financial asset they have. So we have to be on top of that. And be able to help them through this process. And the last question is a question directly each one of us has to answer. What do you or what do I need to do, you know, as we move forward? Okay. First off, let me tell you that Google just put out to all their marketing companies, the data tells us people are looking for two things right now, help and comfort. If you're able to help them to navigate the current situation, tell them about that. And I will implore everyone on this call. Whatever you could do within your market, and I know there are some markets that you're relatively free, some markets you have one hand tied behind your back, there are some markets that you have both hands tied behind your back. But whatever you can do to help those people in the process of either listing or selling a house, we have to step up to do that. Think like a caring human being with the resources to help millions. Make believe that's who you are, then act accordingly in the mutual interest of business and society. I'm not suggesting that we break any protocol, I'm not suggesting we do anything that's unsafe. What I'm su- suggesting is within the protocol, within the safety guidelines, that we do everything we can. My fear is that there are some agents that are a little bit nervous about doing something right now. A bigger fear is we have some agents so nervous they're hiding under their bed right now. So I applaud every single person that's on this call because you've taken the f- one of the first steps to say, no, I'm going to do something about this. I'm not going to be a victim to this situation. I'm gonna be one of the heroes to help everyone else out. And again, I applaud you for that. Now, when we're talking about the economy, when is the economy gonna recover? I can let you know that I looked it up, there are 18,650 economists in this country. And every one of them has an opinion. As a matter of fact, there's about 19,000 opinions because I've actually watched interviews where an economist has changed their opinion during the interview. Right? But there's all sorts of terms being thrown about. Basically, there's a, view, a V, a U, and a Y. V means we're going to go down hard and come right back. U means we're going to go down, stay down a little bit, and then come back. W means we're going to go down, bounce a little bit, and come back. They've come up with new things, a check mark. No one really knows what that means, but people are talking about it. A tech recovery, a Nike Swiss recovery. I'm not sure if Nike came up with that just to get into the mix. I'm not really sure but there's all different uh, things being said right now. And that's because economists are having a tough time. And let's not beat them up about that. Understand, and David, go to the next slide. Usually what an economist does is they look at the business science. How has the economy rebounded from similar slowdowns in the past? What about all the pandemics? Well, you know, what happened in 1918? You know All those things they would look at. But right now, they actually have to layer on top of that the health science, not just the business science. Well, when will the COVID-19 be under control? Will will there be another flare-up of the virus this fall? So instead of just dealing with the business science they're used to dealing with, they now have to do the business science and the health science. And then on top of that, they have to layer in the social science. After businesses are fully operational, how long will it take American consumers to return to normal consumption patterns? Example, going to the movies, attending a sporting event, or even flying. So what an economist has to do right now, and the reason they're all over the map about what kind of recovery is gonna be, is they have to layer each one of these things, one on top of the other, and that makes it extremely difficult. Well, and Steve, can I inter- interrupt for just one sure. second? So, so for those of you on this
0: call, uh, whether you're on Facebook or whether you're on the Zoom, um, in the chat box, well, put what you think it's gonna be. Like, do you think it's a V? Do you think it's a W? Do you think it's the night? I love it, just do it, That's
1: that's too good. <clears throat> Okay, now the one that I don't want anyone to put it in a box with, this is definitely not going to happen. The only one we really have to worry about is an L recovery. An L recovery means it it goes down and it just stays there for years and years. That's not going to happen. There's no economists calling for an L recovery right now because that's what happened in 2007, 2008. It went down and it stayed down for a long period of time. From 2008 almost all the way up to 2013, we struggled through that. Is a matter of fact, unemployment, which David will talk to in a second, actually struggled nine years out from that. All right? That's not what we're talking about now. What I will tell you, the research has shown, so the people who like the science of everything, this is what the research has shown. Zillow did uh, um, a research study and found that during epidemics such as the 1918 influenza or the 2003 SARS outbreaks, and for the people who don't know, in 1918, 650,000 Americans died. So, like it was even worse than this. But studying those, economic activity fell sharply during the epidemic, as it has today, but snapped back quickly once the epidemic was over. John Burns Consulting, their research team, did the exact same study on, you know, using their data, and historical analysis showed that pandemics are usually V-shaped. Sharp recessions are recovered quickly enough to provide little damage to home prices. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you the projections going forward. Don't talk about any depreciation in home prices. And then the Harvard Business Review just came out saying V shapes monopolize the empirical landscape of prior shocks, including epidemics such as SARS, the 1968 H3N2 flu, 1958 H2N2 flu, and the 1918 Spanish flu. All right, so what do we know? The science, the research behind past pandemics has shown that it is a V-shaped recovery. Now, before you go to the next slide, David, I would just want to let everyone know. Matter of fact, bring it to me, if you could, David, then go back. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the way it, it kind of works. All right. Many of your clients, especially in the second home market, in the luxury market, in, you know, in parts of San Diego and parts of across the whole country, they have access to certain situations. And we all wish we had that access. So heaven forbid someone in our family was diagnosed with cancer. We'd want to get the best medical help that we possibly could for our loved one, all right? So we would go look and maybe we knew somebody in a hospital or somebody connected and we'd say, we want really the best you know, oncologist available. And usually what we would find is the best oncologist is surrounded by a great team. They have a great nutritionist. They have a great radiologist, They have a great chemo team. And that team together provides the best medical advice money can buy. Now, maybe we can afford it, maybe we can't. But that's what it is. That's what we call it in this country, the best advice money can buy. And uh, the well-to-do, take advantage of it, and all the rest of us try to say, well, can we maybe take advantage of it? Heaven forbid one of my children, one of my sons, was falsely accused of a crime. I wouldn't want to hire any attorney. I'd want to try to get the best attorney possible, someone who had a team around them, someone who had that DNA specialist, that handwriting specialist, a, a psychologist that can look at the jury and determine you know, how might they lean one way or the other on jury selection. That team makes that attorney a really, really good attorney. It's the best legal advice money can buy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's no different here. The wealthy look for the best financial advice money can buy, and where they get that advice is from the big financial institutions, the Goldman Sachs, the Morgan Stanleys, the uh, J.P. Morgans, the Wells Fargo Investment uh, firm. Those are where they get their advice from, and what I want to show you right now is what advice they're getting. So put that next slide up. The major financial institutions are calling for a V-shaped recovery. So I already told you that a lot of economists are calling for all sorts of things, but those economists don't have teams around them. Each one of these firms not only have an epidemiologist either on staff or on retainer or available to them whenever they want it, they also have teams of people all over the world that are dealing with the Asian market, dealing with the European market. They've had that for years. So if we want to see what's happening in China going forward, if we want to see what's happening in Europe going forward because they're a little bit ahead of us, these people don't have to go do research. They have to get on a Zoom call with one of their buddies, one of their partners in the firm, and say, all right, tell me what's happening in Asia right now, specifically what's happening in China right now. They have the team, just like that great attorney, just like that great oncologist, they have a team. This is the best financial Uh, advice money can buy, and how do we know that? Because these four firms handle trillions of dollars. So I want to let you know that this is good advice anyway. And I also want everyone to know in the second market, in a luxury market, in a vacation market, your clients are listening to these people. This is the advice they're getting. That's what we're seeing, and no matter where we do a report, we're seeing in the upper end market, that three million and above, all of a sudden, there's a lot of movement there because the people are hearing that, hey, listen, this is an opportunity right now. Not as many reasons for that. You know, People want to get away from the, you know, the density populations into a, a, a different place. There's all sorts of situations that will uh, history will prove caused that to happen. But one of the major things is this right here. The advice they're getting is that it looks it looks like it's going to be good. Now, at the same time, as you know, these four firms are saying, hey, listen, it's going to be a V-shape. It's going to come back pretty quick. All right. At the same time, we're hearing the word recession repeated over and over again. And what does that mean to us?